I do. Other words, my next guest hears every time she officiates at a wedding ceremony in Vegas. Joelle Rigetti Jensen has an entertainment career spanning over four decades and has played a huge part in the world-renowned Las Vegas shows. From the Rat Pack to top magician shows with Siegfried and Roy, as well as known, well-known act Lance Burton. She's been a gypsy mobile minister for the last six, seven years and has lots of love stories to tell. Joelle has a fabulous spiritual energy and is destined to come to London next year to perform. Let's find out more. Welcome to Tea Time with me, Ali Monjack. So, Joelle, how are you? I'm doing fabulous. How are you, Ali? Yeah, I'm really well. So, yeah, good to see you. And um, nice to see you as well. So, um, as I was saying, you've just really sort of, you know, had a bit of a rough time, haven't you? In terms of you've had a neck surgery and oh, yeah. No, you know, um, hey life happens things go on and several years ago i had a uh, i had a car accident and um i just kept putting it off and so it's just something that needed to be done and i had it done and you know we're we're so um blessed to have amazing doctors today that can do incredible things and get us back to feeling 100% so i'm uh, i'm good i'm i'm actually doing really well but thanks for asking fantastic no i'm really pleased to hear it cuz i know that you know you're always busy with your gypsy mobile minister that you've been doing for <laughs> six years now yeah. yeah i'm going into my seventh season of um owning my own business and i originally started my business because i saw the need for people that wanted weddings brought to them so often people come to las vegas and they want a different type of a wedding this is a new generation that we're in and oftentimes i think that um you know younger clients even people that are getting married for the second or third time they're not interested really in um doing spending the $25,000 to have a wedding um i don't know what that is in pounds but i know that it's expensive to have a wedding right yeah it is expensive to have a wedding so yeah no i do know what, what it roughly is in pounds so i mean it's probably about 20,000 pounds it's a lot of money which is right so i mean you give them the whole authentic thing but joel how did you get into this because you've got a whole career in entertainment absolutely what what was the the driving point that made you go right okay I'm gonna do this and, and offer this to people I have had a very lengthy career in show business here in Las Vegas and we can talk about that after I tell you how I started the business but um uh for almost four decades um I've been an entertainer here in Las Vegas and there was a season where um, I was in between jobs and I took a job um, driving a limousine. And during that time, I was approached by some friends of mine that had opened a wedding chapel and it was a themed wedding chapel and it's no longer open. But at the time, um, the chapel catered to doing themed weddings for clients. So clients would come in and they'd want to get married by Elvis or they'd want to get married by Cher. Or they want to get married by Marilyn Monroe or whatever. And so I was hired to um, 
come in and do themed weddings. Well, because I was driving a limousine, they hired me as a limousine driver. And one day they asked me to dress up in character and go pick up some clients from their room, bring them to the wedding chapel and marry them. And in the middle of all of this, they also encouraged me to go after getting my minister's license. And, you know, you can, at that time, it was really easy to go online and just get a, to get a, a papered license. But that didn't necessarily mean it opened doors for you. You could get away with doing a cheesy wedding, but that didn't define you as a minister. You needed to have a church that backed you. But luckily, I belonged to a very strong church for 25 years. And so I was blessed to have the backing of a church. And I um, ended up, uh, I'm currently in seminary in Bible college. And so I do have the credibility now. And not only do I do weddings, but I do funerals. So I marry you or I bury you. It's one or the other. <laughs> and bless you. Bless you. So yeah. Um, did, did you feel sort of like a deep spiritual connection? Was that that where it's sort of, you know, how it progressed? I actually did. Um, you know, I have just always adored people. Being in show business, you know, you're on stage to make people smile and make people enjoy their time watching you. And so I learned how, you know, you read faces, but show business is an interesting career. It is a prelude to other things. Cause if you can get really good at making people smile and especially say and do the right things, you win. Right. And, yeah. and that's, that's a great way to get paid. And someone told me once, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. No, I, I completely understand. So, I mean, you know, it's it's your passion, isn't it? To, to be a part of people's lives and, and also, you know, take them through that process. I mean, obviously, the weddings must be, you know, you, you must experience feelings of being on a high, you know, and making the magic happen for that couple as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, the beautiful thing about what I do is I cater to the elopement. So people call me, for example, I had a client call me the other day. Uh, it was mid afternoon. The woman called me and she said, we came to Vegas from Portland, Oregon to get married and her husband to be fell and he hurt his back and he had been in bed for two days in this hotel room that they had they were going to use as their honeymoon suite and she said so suddenly we're not able to go out and find a chapel to marry us would you be willing to come to our hotel room and I said absolutely and so I saved the day for her and and it was really fun you know it's those kinds of elopements that I adore because I came to their rescue and afterwards she hugged me and they were so happy that um, he was able to stand up and he was able to feel okay but could you imagine coming into a strange city for your wedding and you fall and you, and you injure yourself and then everything's, you know, all bets are off. Um, so I love coming to the rescue and I, um, I'm not a gypsy in the legal sense of the word. I feel like a gypsy because I'm on one side of Las Vegas in one minute and another side of Las Vegas in another minute. Hence the word I'm doing my interview in my car. Yes. <laughs> You're a busy, busy lady. So you are off to a, a wedding today or are you off to a funeral? 
Um, I'm off to neither one of those. I have a I have a business meeting regarding some other business. Um, I'm still in show business. I'm still a singer. I work in town as a vocalist. I have a show tomorrow, and I'm prepping for a future project. So I'm I have a meet up with a woman that helps with wigs and things. So oh, fantastic! Yeah. So are you playing share? Because I've heard that you. I'm not playing share tomorrow. <laughs> However. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to be headlining my own uh, show. During COVID, our governor came up with this term, ambient music. And, you know, we were able to perform in restaurants. And so I put three hours of music together uh, with either tracks or with a band. And so I can get up and sing and make money and perform anywhere. And so uh, I have a show tomorrow night doing ambient music while people are eating dinner. It is what it is. The city is going to be back up 100% on June 1st. But, you know, I've created um, a way to survive. And, you know, unfortunately, life is going to deal you lemons. You can either eat them and be bitter or you can make lemonade. Yeah, I think that's right? cool. I, I love that that whole outlook, Joelle. I think that that's brilliant. Yeah. So let's just talk about your showbiz career because I mean you started out didn't you you were very young you were a dancer um you did Folly Berger didn't you so yeah I, I that was my first job at 15 and yep. it, it it seems that you know the, this whole thing is in your blood because your father worked with Elvis didn't he Yes, he did. Yeah. And I saw things at a very young age. Also, I was very impressionable. Um, my uncle was the musical director of the Hilton Hotel, and he played for some great uh, performers. He he played saxophone for, for Sinatra, and he um, was the musical arranger and played the flute for Elvis Presley. And he was brilliant. And I grew up watching him with all of these incredibly talented people. He um, accompanied people like Anne Margaret and um, Raquel Welsh. These are powerhouse women that created the, the stages here in Las Vegas, made it for us that followed behind as women in, in, in the stage and in the theater, not so much the theater, cause it's not really a theater. Las Vegas is, is known for production shows, but it's also known for headliners. And um, so, you know, I'm, I'm happy to know that anyway. So yeah. So my father would bring us backstage when I was a little girl and I, I caught the bug. I had the show business bug and then, uh, you know, watching my uncle and seeing his success. And I just started to create my own thing when I turned uh, 15 I I had been training as you know you're from London I have great respect for the Royal Ballet yeah and I uh, studied the Royal Ballet um, technique and took all my exams and all that so you know it's it's a, a beautiful foundation to have as a performer that Royal Ballet training so yeah. um, then after the Follies I went into show after show after show after show. And I have been blessed to say that I've worked uh, for almost 38 straight years without a break as well, a performer. That is amazing. It really is. And as I know that you are an amazing singer as well, because, you know, I have heard that. So um, that, that, that really is amazing. I mean, you've done shows, you know, in Vegas, like the Rat Pack. 
I mean, that must have been so much fun as well. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I just finished that run. Actually, I was there five and a half years with Rat Pack as a guest star. But my longest claim to fame was with the magician named Lance Burton. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with who he is, but um, Lance was an icon and a major headliner here for he had his show for 20. Well, his show at the Monte Carlo ran for 19 years and I was with him all 19 years. Um, and, you know, if you know anything about being an employee, you know, you don't stay in a company for that long if you're a pain in the ass, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I learned how to survive in that show. And, um, and you know, I have some fabulous memories with him. I also was featured in his film, which you can watch, because I've been studying acting for many years. And... Um, I was the uh, leading lady in the movie called Billy Toppet, and that's on Amazon Prime, so you can rent that movie and watch me in that movie as well. Um, so, you know, um, it's not just been singing. I, I was in many production shows, Vegas the Show, Siegfried and Roy, Crazy Girls, um, you know, uh, those were the main staple ones, but six of the longest running shows in Vegas, they don't have those shows here anymore. Those shows are gone. Um, Siegfried and Roy was this extravagant show with 50 entertainers, um, on stage, uh, you know, sort of highlighting these two incredibly talented magicians that made a name for themselves in Las Vegas and hard to believe that they're gone, you know, mm -hmm. um, that it's just there's a turnaround, though. I mean, it, it does seem that you know some of those performers were around for quite a few years. I mean, you know, how quick is the turnaround? I suppose because you know Vegas is is the place to go for shows, isn't it? You know, it was. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I think that uh, everything's going to have to be scaled back. It's really difficult to put a show up here and keep it running. That's the, that's the key to keep a show running, to keep butts in the seats is the issue. It's not putting the show up. It's keeping it running. And when I say I was in six of the longest running shows, I mean that with all intents and purposes that to keep a show running is the problem. That is, that is the problem. And so any show that lasts more than five minutes, it's it's really a pleasure and a and uh, and a joy to be able to serve in that show. Well, what is the problem though out in Vegas at the moment with being able to fill bums on seats? I mean, I, you know, I know we've we've had a, a global pandemic and things have yes. been really difficult. I mean, that must be part of the problem. But you know, yeah. but you know, what what is the other problem at the moment about? you know, getting bums on seats. Do you think things have changed in terms of, you know, entertainment? We will see. Uh, prior to COVID, there were a lot of shows. That was one of the problems. Two, um, there was a monopoly with certain vendors that were getting kickbacks to sell certain tickets over other tickets. And if you didn't know the game, you couldn't get your seats filled in your theater. So I'm wondering how this new monopoly will play out. We don't know because now it's a level playing field. Um, and there are certain producers in town that know the game and they know it well, and they know who 
to uh, rub shoulders with and who not to. Um, so, like I said, prior to that, there's during COVID, the only thing that was really running were restaurants. And so people that sang or did, you know, certain minimal acts could perform. Um, but now the theaters and the shows are going to be reopening. And uh, the shows that reopened were the very small ones that um, were able to survive with, with not a lot of uh, employees. Because the problem is, is that if you can only put 25% capacity in the audience, how are you going to pay the people that are on your stage? Because we had to be six feet apart. So if you've got 10 employees and eight of them are, are musicians and the stage is only so big, you, that means you have to have a larger room. You can't have a small room and you can't, you can't feed 10 people on stage their paychecks with 25 butts in the in the seats at 30 bucks a pop or $40 a pop. I don't know what that is in, in pounds, but you know, um, so that's the problem was now that it's going to go back to full capacity, we'll see what happens with the monopoly. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, it does make sense. And as, as we've said though, it's also been a really trying time, hasn't it? with COVID-19. So what's your next biggest project then? Okay, so at the end of this year, I'll graduate with my bachelor's degree in uh, ministry and theology from Calvary Chapel University. So I'm really proud of that. Yeah. A lot of times people say, you know, are you a real minister? Have you been to seminary? And I can finally say, yeah, I've been to seminary. And, uh, and I've, I've been through Bible college and I, and I am capable of performing any kind of a duty that that has to do with a ministerial uh, a minister position however with that being said i have a business plan that i am interested in releasing at that time um i'm hoping to see this new business come to fruition it has to do with weddings and funerals um and we can talk at a later time after that gets released but that's kind of in the planning stages however one of the things that i have been working on for a minute that has to do with the english for years i have been obsessed with the royals and i know that sounds stupid right no no not at all not at all i think I think even us Brits are kind of obsessed with the royals, you know, so and, and obviously we've just sadly lost Prince Philip. So, you know, know, at the age of 99. So that has been, you know, a really big loss all across the family and, you know, across the nation, because, you know, I think it, it it's people are starting to look at how the Queen might fare through this as well, which is, is just kind of a. A very sensitive time, shall we say, as I'm sure mm. you can relate to because, you know, of, of your role as well with what you're doing, you know, yeah. holding funerals. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I've never been to London. I have a cousin that lives there um, that actually hooked us up. And yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just so very fond of her. I just love her. Um, and so... Uh, I don't think she realizes how much I would love to come to London and perform. My new venture is I've been working on a new character. As you know, I do share and I do other kinds of characters, but my latest character is Amy Winehouse. Wow. And 
So I have yet to release a statement, but there's some news coming in the next couple of weeks here in Las Vegas. And when that news happens, I will send it across to you. But um, my next vision and vision casting goal is to come to London. And I have always wanted to, um, I, I, I would always ask people for years, how do you get an invitation to the garden party at the, at the, <laughs> at the palace? Yeah. So I thought, well, you know what? Hey, it's okay to dream, right? I mean, that that's how we survive in life. When you stop dreaming, you die. So my, my dream is to come to, England and perform as Amy Winehouse at a garden party um, uh, with Her Majesty. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, your dreams might come true. Your dreams you never know. True. I mean, I do, yeah, I mean, I have got a couple of connections with people that, you know, have met the royal family. But yeah, I mean, as far as um actually, getting an invitation to a garden party yeah, I, I'm not <laughs> sure that I'll, I'll be able to help with that but yeah I mean certainly when you come over it would be lovely to meet you and um yeah I mean I, as I said I do have a couple of connections that are kind of you know within the circle of that sort of circle basically mm-hmm. but so, okay but, well you never know things happen for a reason right Definitely, they do. I think so. And I think, you know, it would be really good for you. And I think you should do it. I think you should just come over and see, you know, because you are bringing something totally different to the UK. And I think, you know, that that is what um, is definitely needed now. I mean, I know that the States and a lot of countries across the the world have been shut down, but we really have been shut down as a country. You know, we really have. We've we've not had a lot of scope to go out even, or, you know, go around friends' houses. (laughs) It's been really tough. So yeah, so come on on over and bring some of that fantastic baby I I most definitely yes I'm putting that in the universe my uh my other half my boyfriend he is the Frank Sinatra impersonator in the Rat Pack is back show that's how I met him five years ago out on the road and um we've talked about putting a Sinatra Amy Winehouse tribute show together to bring to London because he's one of the best in the United States he's an incredible um performer his name is Chris Jason and he's played all over Canada and all over the United States and um the Rat Pack is is just blessed to have him as their star but um we also him and I uh, every summer go to the east coast we have a show called live from las vegas and we we just do excerpts of things um from from vegas and i do all the the female you know women that were performing in vegas and from ann margaret i do all kinds of music i um just you know perform all different kinds of songs with him and um so it's kind of a, a great thing but we've been doing it now for uh this will be our fourth year and every year we play a wine vineyard in um it's called Fulcino um vineyard and it's in um uh new hampshire in hollis new hampshire so um we play up and down you know rod rhode island and and new hampshire when we're there for a week and a half so anyway we've talked about coming to, to london and so that's something that we're gonna be working on in the next 
few months. And I think, you know, vision casting going forward, maybe even next year, because I don't know how I think we have to get through this year first, personally. Yeah, I think it's still quite difficult in terms of traveling around and stuff. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know about you, but I, I mean, have you had a vaccine? I have not. Um, I had neck surgery and I had COVID in December, but I was asymptomatic and had no symptoms. And so, um, because the vaccine had just come out in January and I had just gotten over COVID, my doctor told me, you know, you need to wait three to six months before you can be vaccinated after you've been asymptomatic. Um, there's some, I don't know, some, some reason, but, um, and then as well as having neck surgery, I just decided to wait till after I was healed and all that. So no, how well, about you? Um, yeah, I'm having my vaccine next week. So yeah, Good. I'm, I'm good. really well. So that, that is, it is good. I mean, to be fair to the UK government, we really have had the biggest vaccine rollout going. So, you know, we've done really well in terms of doing that. But yeah, you, I mean, you want to come to London next year and, you know, you want yeah. to be able to check out those uh west end shows as well when they're back up and running and yes you know, it would be a really interesting <laughs> you know visit for you as well because i'm sure that you will start comparing what it's like in vegas which is probably on a much larger scale in some ways because mm. London is is a lot smaller you know, the, the, the centre of London is a much smaller city than than Vegas, for example. Mm. So, I mean, we mm. don't have that. So, I mean, like the stage sets and still are really still amazing, but on a totally different scale. Do you see what I mean? It, it, yeah, be- and, and I, I don't care. I just really want the ability to come over and entertain for for the um for you know for the people of London and um just to get a an idea and just you know go around and check it out I have a few um people that I keep in touch with there um uh there was a a guy on Facebook um that I'm trying to think of his name it has escaped me but I keep in touch with him um and then um I have a a couple of friends that live in London um and they are missionaries and so we have a zoom Bible study every Thursday. So I have lots of people to come over and visit when I'm there besides my own family, my cousin that's there. Um, so yeah. Uh, I also met up with, um, a few people that live there. Um, one guy came to Vegas and tried to bring his, he has a, um, he has a singing limousine thing that he does around London. Um, uh, it's a cabbie it's the singing cabbie I think his name is um and so I've got all different kinds of people over there that I'm dying to get in touch with and hang with and you know I've met so many different Brits um in the United States through the years so yeah it'll be interesting it it is a popular destination for for us Brits isn't it you know Vegas absolutely absolutely I I have to confess I've never done it all but I I will be coming to visit you in return yeah you got it I I will be your designated tour guide when you come to Vegas (laughs) oh well that sounds amazing Joelle there's no stone unturned (laughs) absolutely no that really does and that'll be good well, thank you so much for coming on Tea Time and it is really yes. to connect with you today. Thank you. Look forward to chatting with my next guest on the Tea Time sofa this time next Saturday. 
In the meantime, if you would love to get in touch about having a chat with me, you can reach me on teatime at forthenow.co.uk. Or you can find me on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on Tea Time with AM. Bye for now.